Today on The Breakdown, it's the PCA, the PokerStars Caribbean Adventure. And we are close to the money, six players away. And Joel Mika and Michael, the grinder, Ms. Rocky, are going to get into it when everybody flops really, really well. It's going to be some tough, tough spots for one of these players. We're going to take it apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Oh, yeah. Some grinding action with the grinder. Yeah, let's all... It's the grinder. Let's all grind. Yeah, bro, let's grind. It's a weird nickname. It is. It's not a good nickname. Nah. I mean, it's fine because it's memorable, I guess, but it's sort of like lame. You know, it's like the guy who works on the, you know, this assembly liner. It's like so so generic, right? Yeah. Everybody's a grinder. I mean, not not everybody's a grinder. Everybody who plays a lot of poker and... Or, or, it out. or just like works a job, you know, yeah. 12 hours a day, you know, kind of a thing. Like, you know, yeah. Like, who cares? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, this hand was suggested by Pedro Almeida. Thank you, Pedro. You've suggested many hands, and yeah. we've done many of them. So, absolutely. Keep it up, buddy. It's if, you good. Have su- if you have a suggestion for the poker guys, like Pedro did, you can tweet it at two poker guys. That's the number two poker guys. Include a YouTube link because we need that. We need that, or else we're not going to look. Yeah. You know what else you can do with the Poker Guys? You can play with us on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Because that's where the Poker Guys play. We do. Uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, except for during the World Series of Poker, yeah. we will be on Twitch. Our Twitch channel is two Poker Guys playing on Nitrogen. In order to play with us in the Poker Guys exclusive sit-and-goes, you need to sign up for Nitrogen using the link in the description of this podcast. Nitrogen is great. Yes, it's fantastic. It's Bitcoin only. And that means one thing. Lightning fast withdrawal. So fast. It'll make your head spin, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is seriously really fast. It's it like is. 10 to 25 minutes. They have good software. Signing up is really fast, really easy. Only two details are required. We genuinely do play on Nitrogen because we genuinely do like it. Yeah, it's absolutely true. So you can come watch us play on Twitch on Nitrogen. You can join us on Nitrogen. Or you can just play on Nitrogen and not join us. It's all good, right. bros. It's a good place to be. Yeah. And that's where you should be. Yeah. And where the grinder is in this hand is the Caribbean. Is the Caribbean. Yeah. He loves it. He loves that weather. <laughs> he's from Florida, dude. Yeah, he is from Florida. Yeah, so he's used to it. He met Everybody his wife. else is sweating their balls off. He's like, I feel good. He met his wife. I'm from Miami, that song Will Smith no. made. No. He's not from Miami? He's not from that song that Will Smith made about Miami. He's not in that video? <laughs> I mean, I guess he could be, but I'm not aware of it. Robert Mizraki is definitely in that video. <laughs> I don't know for sure about Michael. There's another grinder brother. Yeah, he's too, like you know? the like, third Baldwin that nobody like, cares he's about. He's like the DeVito of the of the twins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guy. <laughs> Sorry, fella. He's like the smaller one, like yeah. the runty one. It was a big deal one year when uh Michael, Robert, and that guy all cashed in the main event, right? Yeah, it yeah. was a really big deal. I think there's a fourth brother, actually. I think all four of them There's like cast. nine Mizraki brothers. We yeah. They just come out of the woodwork in the Florida area. Yeah. Yeah, so look out for that if okay. you're, you're ever down there. But let's talk about this hand. All right. Let's. It's PokerStars Caribbean Adventure. When they start the hand, there are seven players away from the money. But when they finish the hand, there are six players away from right. the money. Right, so everything is kind of magnified here because yeah. it's one of the biggest money inflection points for the whole tournament until we get way deeper. Yeah, in yeah. terms of EV, that's yeah. correct. So go because it's zero or something, and the something is not nothing. It's like you know, it's like sixteen grand or twenty grand or right. something like that. All right, so it's a uh, fifteen hundred three K blinds, yeah. and George Clyde Smith 
who was a fella. Who's got, got a lot of names. He's got three names minimum. That we're Probably aware of. more. I'm going to say more. Probably Clancy. George Clancy Clyde Smith? No, George Klein Clancy Smith. Come on. Jingleheimer, perhaps. Ooh, nice. Maybe add a Jingleheimer in there. Yeah. He's got Ace of Spades, Queen of Clubs, Under the Gun. He min raises to 6K. Okay. Fine. Sounds good. You know what's not so good? Yeah. What Joel Micka does. Joel Micka. Because George Clyde Smith raised Under the Gun. We're not going to tell you his stack because he's not going to factor too much in the hand. You know what he is? He's garbage human. He's going to be the garbage he's human. He's going to be the garbage human. So Joel Micka, who had a lot of success for a for this tournament, oh, okay, yeah. that's more like it. Yeah. Um, he has two hundred eighty thousand, so nearly a hundred blinds, very deep, and I guess yeah. that emboldened him in a way that I would call unnecessary and bad, because he decides to three bet the under the gun razor to sixteen thousand two hundred with the hand eight of hearts, seven of diamonds. Why? Why? I am here with no comment because there is no comment that one can have in support of this. Yeah. I really struggle to, to support this. Why? Why? Why are we picking that range to, to three bet with a hand that isn't even suited? I know. I it mean, doesn't if we're going to have, well, if we're going to have like a game theory balancing thing where we choose some three bet air quotes bluffs, we want them to flop better than this. If we do end up getting in a pot, we also don't necessarily want to do it against an under-the-gun razor on the bubble too often. I mean, it must be that he's trying to take advantage of bubble play. Right? Yeah, This I is guess. clearly what's going on. But Clyde Smith, although I didn't say his deck, Clyde Smith has like 100 blinds too. Like Micah's got about 100. You're not going to get him to fold a good hand usually. Maybe Micah's seen Smith just like just trying to stay out of the way bubble-wise. And Smith like sees ace queen just feels like, well, I just have to raise this. Yeah, but and that's... so Micah's like, I can just push this guy around. It doesn't matter. So if that's the case, Micah got lucky that he ran into the bottom of Clyde Smith's range. Correct. Because if he's scared to open ace queen, that means, okay, that's near the bottom of his range, if not the bottom of his range. Is Micah... Po- I mean, I was going to... Guess that Mika was trying to like push the whole table around, but Grinder is what two to was left. Yeah, and that's not a guy you push around. Yeah, one to was left even. I two, mean, it's two. two. Okay, it's not a guy you push. It's the guy who's going to play back. He does not care nearly as much about the bubble as most other people. Right. It's not a great spot to try and push people around on the bubble when Grinder's two to your left. Yeah, just bad. I mean, I could maybe justify it if this was a more playable hand, and he was and uh, Mika was thinking, okay, Grinder's going to call on the button no matter what I do. If I flat, I don't want to play three ways. I want to play heads up. But you should just be throwing this hand away against an under-the-gun raise instead sure. of considering playing it. The, I mean, if you're going to play this hand, it has to at least be suited, right? Like, if yeah. it's suited connectors, you could at least justify it. Because you're 100 blinds deep. You're 100 yeah. blinds deep. It's deceptive, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. There's no reason to play this pot at all. You know, you can basically sleep your way to the money. It's okay to, like, try and push the bu- people around in the bubble, but why you're attacking the under-the-gun range seems crazy. Yeah, it seems like just a horrible idea. There may be things we're not aware of. But it there seems may be, like it's but bad. it just I can't find a really. This is such a bad hand to do this with. I could take an hour and try to think of like this is a good play reasons, and yeah. I don't think I could come to that conclusion. I you know, I hear you. Let's move on. All right, moving on. There's a fold, and then it's on the grinder on the button who has two jacks. Yeah, this is always a bit of an interesting spot when stacks are deep because grinder Mick has got 280k. Grinder has a little bit more than that. I didn't write it down, but I think it's like 320. Yeah, he has a little more. Yeah, That's something right. like 320. So over 100 blinds. Um, it's a bit of an interesting spot with two jacks where when you flat, it's almost transparent that your range becomes quite transparent, but you can't fold. Okay, folding is absurd. Yeah. We are on the button, which is good. There is at least a case to be made for four betting, but the problem is four betting generally gets one of a few things done. And like either we just take it down because no one has a strong hand, yeah. and then we have the best hand on the button. Yeah, so, so it's okay to call. Yeah. Um, but we lose a lot then. 
right? Right, because if we get five bet, we mostly have to fold. If we four bet, yeah, we, we're going to have to fold. Yeah. And we're also we're, we're doing against two very strong seeming ranges, even though yeah. at least one of them is weak. The under-the-gun raiser and then the guy who three bet the under-the-gun raiser on the button. That is, that is very strong stuff. Yeah. Jax doesn't love its spot here. I mean, Jax is, if it decides to flat, has to worry about Clyde Smith four betting anyway and right. probably having to fold anyway. Are right? we kind of set mining when we flat here? I don't know if we're set mining because when we flat, um, we may be able to win some pots. We're going to have the best hand. Sometimes when we have the Sometimes. best hand, I think we win. Yeah. We're, we're Michael the Grinder is Rocky. We're not just going to go away easily on the flat no. either. We don't do that. No, we don't. I to, mean, if the, if the board is super bad to us, we're probably yeah. going to give up. But anything reasonable, we're not. Like, if, if one overcard comes, I don't think we're folding on the flop. Maybe an ace. Maybe. An ace is the one thing you could consider, yeah. right? But that's probably it. Yeah. Even then, he might call once. He might to get him to, so he can beat queens and kings and stuff like that. Right. You know? Yeah, but I, the what I was trying to make a point of is is everybody's been in this spot where you have a hand like Jackson. Of there's course, been a three bet in front of you, and everybody's deep, and it's just like uh, flatting is kind of transparent, but four betting is a bit of a disaster. I think the solution to this is you have to flat other hands. You have to flat here. aces sometimes. Yeah, you have to flat ace king suited maybe aces once in a while. Kings, queens, jacks, tens, maybe nines. Yeah. And obviously you can th- four bet a bunch of those really strong hands too, but sometimes you have to flat with those to protect your t- jacks and tens and nines that you're yeah. going to flat with. Can you justify flatting deuces here because everybody's about 100 blinds deep? I mean, Mika makes it how much? 16K. It's so 1,500, it's, 3K. So it's only five blinds. I yeah. think you can. So you're just flooding deuces to set mine. You're, yeah, you can set mine here is the point. Yeah, I think the, you can set mine. But if we, it's just like miss, we throw it away. Right, but the, we have to worry about Clyde Smith four-betting under yeah, the gun. That is a real problem. Yeah. I mean, Jax is the same problem that deuces has. Yeah. So, But we at least block pocket Jax from these other guys' range now as opposed yeah. to like not. I mean, what is Clyde Smith really moving in with or four-betting with, I should say? I don't think he's doing it with ace-king on this close to the bubble. He may not be. Right, so it's probably kings and aces. I mean, it's he might super just flat strong queens. So, yeah, I think in that case, might. I guess we can flat deuces and like if he happens to have one of those two hands, then okay, we lost a little bit. Right, we can afford to lose this, yeah. this pot anyway, like that much. That, it's like five. You can of incorporate that into the set mining. Like, yeah, that's, that's part right. of the time that you don't hit the deuce. Right, and it's still okay. It's still a good enough price. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's interesting. You could flat deuces the same as you could flat jacks. That's interesting. Although jacks play a little differently. You'd obviously. rather have jacks for sure for a bunch of reasons. Although it's harder to get away from jacks than yeah. it is deuces, but still, you'd rather have the jacks, of right. course. Right. That's interesting. I think a lot of people don't even consider doing that. I and, don't think because I do. once I know it's hard very to, much because when you're thinking about the implied odds of a pocket pair, you are usually talking about one raise. So you kind of when a three bet happens, it changes your whole mindset and the dynamic of the hand, and you you might forget. That that's still a factor. Well, I mean, the thing, though, that's important is that not only does it cost you more, but, you know, the guy who originally raised has the option to reopen the action. Yeah. So, like, you put yourself in jeopardy of never even getting to see a flop, but putting in a significant amount of chips. Right. And that's what you're trying to avoid, right? Of course. So, one way to maybe to avoid that is not to flat with all of your pocket pairs, because that means maybe you're going to be doing it too often. No, pocket pairs aren't that common. I mean, I mean how often is there a three bet? And you, get a a pocket, you get a pocket pair one out of every 17 hands. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a huge thing. I mean, you know, there's more, three, there were probably three betting a lot in the 2013 PCA, yeah. honestly. But 
it's a weird spot, actually, because the under-the-gun guy is like very likely to have a hand that he can consider forebetting. Although, yeah. in this spot, six away from the money or seven away from the money, maybe we can actually call more often with deuces because I mean, he's he's just not going to do it without aces or kings. Right? right, and if he only has those 12 combos as four bets, then now we can find a flat. Especially yeah. when we when we are a Mizraki stack here, right? We can yeah. just call. Okay, right. that sounds reasonable. But I think outside of that, I think once the money bubble bursts, Deuces is a much tougher call here because now we're going to see much more four bets from the under the gun raiser. Yeah, he's but there's still a lot to win. I don't know if he's going to four bet when he gets three bet by another hundred blind stack with ace king. I don't know if he is or not. Four those bet guys, folding. Those guys used to four bet not fold. I guess four king. bet call it off for a hundred blinds with ace king. I'm not I saying know. I like it. It depends. On, I mean, if you think Mick is the kind of guy who can lose his mind and clearly, clearly he, is, he is, yeah, then maybe you just go. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, the grinder decides to flat, yeah. and that seems like the pertinent choice. It just feels transparent. It does, and he has exactly the hand you think he's most likely to have here. If he's going to have any hand at all, it's jacks, right? Yeah, that's like the most common one. It's usually jacks or ace-queen or nines tens. or tens. Yeah. yeah, those are the hands. Often people will even fold nines. It's like usually yeah. jacks, tens, sometimes ace-queen. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like I can personally can show up with ace-king here, but I yeah. rarely show up with like the aces or the kings, so I don't think I'm balanced enough probably. Right. Well, you're inviting Clyde Smith to call his entire range when you flat. Yeah. Which is not exactly what you want, especially with kings. Yeah. Even with aces, it's yeah. not. It's not. A, I mean, aces prefers to be up against one opponent rather right. than two, especially when there's so much to lose. Yeah. You know, like if we play a huge pot post flop, and I've got one pair of aces, I'm often screwed. Yeah. And either one of these guys, by the way, could have kings and not fold. And yeah. You know, we could like if Mika has kings, don't we want to get it in right now? Yes, we do. Like, yes, let's not give Mika a chance to get away from it later. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, grinder flats, that seems like the a good decision. Yeah. Uh, so, Mika made a very bad decision to three-bet. Seems like and it. And now, I think maybe we can talk ourselves out of it, but I think Clyde Smith makes a very bad decision as well, where he just folds his ace-queen. Yeah. He just goes ahead and folds it. There's 46K in the pot. He has to call 10K more. He has ace-queen. He has a lot of chips. Why is what? It's got to be a bubble dynamic for him. It, He's got to be just like shutting it down. He just doesn't want to flop a pair and go call, 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 I yeah, guess. I think that's exactly right. He just is not. I and mean, maybe he thinks like Mizraki and Mick are guys who are just going to put so much pressure on him. And if he doesn't f- make two pair by the end, at least, he's just not going to call it down. So what's the point? If that's the case, he should just fold under the gun. That's probably true. Maybe he just thought like it's just too are good. both at his table, and this yeah. is going to happen. But this is maybe why Mick is three betting in the first place, where he's like, this guy is so weak. Maybe. This guy is so weak. Look what I can do to this guy. Right, but we have the bottom of his I range. Know. I know. So I don't. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm just trying to come up with you know reasons why I may have done this it. This has to be a really bad fold. This seems like a terrible fold. We can see a flop. Sometimes you're going to flop huge. You don't have to put a lot of money in post flop, even if you flop top pair. You no, can you call can, once and fold on the turn. You can turn. decide to turn if you uh, to fold if you really want to. Yeah. Yeah. But folding pre flop when you're getting four and a half to one with ace queen, closing the action. And you're deep and you're closing the action. That seems crazy. It seems crazy. And also, like, Grinder almost never has you in trouble. Right. When he flats there, right? Yeah. He's almost never going to show up with ace king. He could, but almost never. He could have aces and kings and queens sometimes. Rarely, rarely, rarely. Yeah, because so. he'd want to isolate Mika most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think like it's a disaster to fold. I do. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think you have to talk yourself into calling, and you don't have to call on the flop if you don't want to. I mean, if you flop an ace, you're going to have to call once. So that's that's the problem, right? Because the pot's now kind of big if we call. The pot's going to have like 50K in it. When a garbage human makes a decision like this, does that turn them into a dumpster human? Is he like full dumpster? 
Oh God, I like that. I like that. He went full dumpster. <laughs> I think that's pretty strong. He went full dumpster. That's a new thing yeah. for when the garbage human really should be calling. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's so George Clyde Smith. Congratulations! You're the first guy ever on the breakdown to go full dumpster. You never go full dumpster. <laughs> you never go full dumpster. <laughs> you gotta go half dumpster. Yeah. Well, too bad for him. So that's really good. We're going heads up to the flop. We have forty six thousand in the pot. The grinder has a much better hand than Joel Micka because Joel Micka lost his mind in three, but the end of the gun razor was seven, eight offsuit in red. The grinder's got two jacks, jack of diamonds, jack of spades. Now, this flop is what people would call a cooler flop. Okay. This is not a fair flop for Joel Micka, even though he made a mistake, we think, to be here. It's not fair what happens to him. Is it? Is it? Uh... It's a jack. Yeah. So, so grinder has a set. Okay, that's good for him. An, then there's an eight. So Micka's got a pair. Then oh. there's another eight. So, so Mika has trips. His two pair. <laughs> it's Jack 8-8 eight, eight flops. So Mika flops trips, which once you get flat flatted here, you're like, oh, my God, I really didn't want any action, but now I flop trips. This is amazing. Yeah. So good. But, of course, grinders flop top full house. Yeah. So it's not exactly the best spot. It's not as amazing as you might otherwise be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a little bit worse in a spot where you're super deep and you could lose all of your equity, like yeah. a few away from the bubble where you started with 100 big blinds. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. bad. It's a pretty bad spot. So Jack 8-8, eight, eight, uh, no, no uh, flush draw out there. And I think Joel Micka makes another mistake here. He checks. Yeah. What? Okay, let's talk about this. All right. I hate it. So if, <laughs> <laughs> so if Joel Micka had ace-king, do we think he would check? It's possible that he would, but I don't know for sure that he would. He if, might bet. If Micka had two aces, would he bet? Yeah. Okay. If Micah had 6-7 suited, would he bet? Yes. Okay. So most of his hands he's going to bet, right? Yeah. If he had two tens, he might check. If he had two nines, he might check. What jacks are in the grinder's range? Two jacks. Yeah. He doesn't. He, maybe he has ace-jack suited, but I don't probably think so. not. He I probably don't think just he folds does. that. Yeah. I think he folds it. So, so I don't think... So two tens, I think, is a bet. Could grinder ever show up with, like, 8-9 suited here? It's, he really can't, no. can he? I mean, he Grinder, like, kind maybe of always. He, of, of all the people that we've done breakdowns on, maybe he's a candidate for that. Him and Tom Dwan might be able yeah. to show up with those. Maybe Victor. Uh, Victor Blom? Yeah. Yeah. But that's no, like. No, Victor it. Blom would have four bet it. Would Grinder even show up with this, though, on the bubble? I don't know. Maybe don't he know. would, maybe he wouldn't. He might not be able to show up with that on the bubble, even if he sometimes could show up with 8 9 suited. Yeah. I don't know if he could show up with 8 9 suited. I don't know anyway. either. He shouldn't be. No, it, it seems unlikely. Yeah. So Grinder, like, has either. Big ace or pocket pair. Right. And, and big ace, but we mean really big ace. Yeah, like monster like ace, ace. king or ace, queen. Yeah. So if he has ace, king or ace, queen, and we're Mika, we'd be surprised for him to fold to one bet here when he's in position and he's the freaking grinder who yeah. does not like folding. And if we have tens, unless the grinder has queens, kings, or aces, which is unlikely here in this spot, then we have the best hand pretty much every time unless grinder flop jacks full or quad eights. That's true. That's a really good point. Like we rate our range really rates to be in great shape against him. The only thing Griner really can have that would have us in trouble, usually, is two jacks. Yeah. Now, jacks full. admittedly, when he calls, that's the hand we were most likely to put him on, right? And yes. It, it does. So that happened. Yeah, but then we have the card removal of of a jack coming on the flop. It makes it severely less likely that Griner has two jacks. Well, I mean, there's three combos, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, but so like the flop is both good and bad in that like the hand that he's most likely to have it does. Have us in trouble. Yeah. But every other hand we are we are beating. Yes. So overall it's pretty good. 
I think we need to bet as Micah here. I think we do too. But he decides to check. We can bet small. Like, you'd bet small on this. If you had two aces against the range that we just said for Grinder, we'd bet like 10,000. We can bet 10,000. We can bet more than that too. I mean, it's a 46K pot. Oh, right. I was thinking there was 30K in there. No. Okay, sorry. 46K? Yeah. How is there 46K? They both put in 15. 16 won, and then there was George Clyde Smith, and there's the blinds and the Annies. All right. Cool. Oh, well, then we can definitely bet more than that. We can bet 20K. Yeah, let's bet 20K. Yeah. And it's okay if we just win right there. I mean, it's the grinder. He's going to float us a ton, too. Yes. Like, He's going to float us. He's going to raise when us. When we flop our almost best possible flop yeah. against this guy, yeah. why are we giving him a chance to check back? Why aren't we betting? When we three-bet like an idiot with a terrible hand against the under-the-gun razor, then mana from heaven falls on us, and we're going to check? Yeah. What are we doing? It seems bad. Yeah. Like, if we want to get our stacks in, we probably have to bet here. Right. And I know grinder has jacks full. I know that. Yeah. But... That's a results-oriented thought. I mean, we rate to have the best hand a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I agree. Oh, frequently. I agree. Yeah. So I guess we're on the same page here. Betting is clearly superior to checking. Yep. So that's that's Micah. Micah's just afraid of losing Grinder. I guess. That's all it is. I think it, so. It doesn't th- mean he should check. I think he's afraid of losing Grinder too. He's yeah. trying to win a big pot, and maybe he thinks the best way to do it is to let Grinder bluff. Which, you know, you would expect Grinder's going to take a lot of shots if we check, admittedly. Yeah. He's going to bet a huge percentage of the time if we check to him. Right, so Which that's is an fair. advantage. That's an advantage for checking. But he's also going to float a ton if we bet. I know. And sometimes raise. I know. The problem is if he raises, we can't get any more chips out of him anyway, right? Like, he's no, going to raise, can... we're going to call, and it's over, right? No, he might keep going for it. You know what? Maybe he would. I've seen him go nuts before. He can lose his mind. Yeah. It's true. Um, okay. But at least the thought for Micah has got to be, if Grinder missed, he's going to bet. And if yeah. Grinder hit, he's probably going to bet. So it's fine. He's probably going to bet. I guess. Although Grinder really couldn't have hit unless he has Jack's full, and then he might not bet. I mean, Jack's if you full. want to get three streets against some sort of hero call or a hand that yeah. maybe Grinder has two queens somehow. Yeah. Or like, two tens. He yeah. could just decide to not fold. If we two want tens. three full streets, we got to bet. I agree. We should be trying to get three full streets and get the full double here yeah. against two tens, yeah. I think. And just like, whatever. That sounds good to me. I agree with you overall. All right. All right. So let's, let's go Mika to the other checks, side of the street. And now it's though. on Grinder. He does have the board completely crushed. Mika doesn't really rate to have any eights in his range. Correct. However, however, Mika could play ace, king, or ace, queen like this. And if you're going to check on this board after three betting, you can't really go folding to a normal sized bet. If Mika has any kind of non ridiculous bluff, which he had a ridiculous bluff that worked out, but any other kind of airy, terrible bluff, which is still air, he's going to bet that, of right? Of course. He's checking with showdown value. Yeah. So as Grinder, we should be betting this to build a pot right now. Right. Because Mika would bet his misses, and his if he has ace king or ace queen, he's checking. He's not going to fold for one bet. Right. And we don't have to size it huge, not yet. We can no. size it huge later. But we can bet twenty thousand, eighteen thousand, twenty-one thousand, anything in there. We're going to get one call. Mika's got a lot of chips. He's not going to fold for one bet. No, he's not. So this is a so grinder decides to check it back. Yeah, and I don't like that either. I, think, I hate this more than I hate the Mika. Really, check. I'm I'm on the other side. I hate, I hate Mika's it. check more. Let's talk about why I hate it. Though. Okay, let's hear it. What other hands in the world is, is Grinder checking back? Yeah, I don't know. Name any. 9-10 suited if he called with it, maybe. Try to realize his equity, get a free card. I mean, he's going to bet that. Yeah, he's, he's going to bet. He's, he's going to be probably, excited to bet he's that. He's probably going to bet that, yeah. Name anything. I mean, really, come. Let's, let's see if we can come up with a hand that he decides to check. Aces. You're not really afraid of too much coming off. You're not afraid of much. That's true. But it does look like Mika's got showdown value, right? Yeah. So, and, and he is less likely to have a big ace himself, meaning he probably has two tens. 
But we could decide to like wait. We could decide to check aces once. That's You're the right. best argument for betting is that it looks like Mika has showdown value. Yeah. Right. But the other argument for betting is this. If Grinder bets everything else in his range pretty much, except, okay, fine, you want to say aces? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. How often does he ever get here with aces anyway? And then he has to decide to check aces when he really what might about nines? To bet He might them. check nines. He might check nines. He might check tens. Yeah. But I don't know if he's going to. It's the grinder, man. But he's, he really might. He might decide not to give. He might try and deny equity, though, or charge, I should say. Forget deny equity. Yeah. Charge the ace kings and the ace queens of the world. They're going to pay him off once and not give them a free card, though. Yeah, that's right? possible, but it's also possible that he would check those hands. It's possible. It's not super likely, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think you're right. I expect and He loves to bet. He's always betting. He checks here. I mean, we know he's got a huge hand, which means we know he's going to make, like, he's going to throw a lot of chips at this pot at some point, right? Yeah, of course. It's Later on, it's going to be easier to reconstruct this hand and think, wait a second, why did he check the flop? Yeah. He's not a guy who would ever do that in this spot. Right. So... That's a real problem, I think, with this check. That's why I hate this check for the grinder. You hate that more than the Mika check. I do, because Mika at least can be trying to give... We just said grinder bets this flop yeah. with everything. So Mika checking or betting, they're the same. I like Mika betting more, don't get me wrong, because Mika keeps the lead. And grinder can raise when yes, Mika bets. I like that too. But, I mean, I at least understand the idea. It's like, well, if I bet and he calls, he's going to bet anyway, and I'm going to call, and you know, he, he can't, he's going to range me completely wrong. Yeah. I at least get that. Compared to Grinder checks here because he's like, well, I have the board crushed versus I always bet my entire range pretty much here. Yeah. Probably everything except this exact hand in quad eights. Well, and I don't know if I can ever have quad eights. I think like, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong here, but yeah. it might boil down to this. And it, this isn't to justify Grinder's play, but it, I think it's why he does it. Mm-hmm. I think he's not anywhere near GTO in thought process yeah, at I think, all. He's I mean, completely yeah. exploitative. Yeah. And I don't think he really thinks about how often he bets here. I think he's just thinking about, like, I don't want to lose this kid. Right. I think you're right. I think he also is thinking, like, it's the bubble, yeah. and he might make a tighter fold than he normally would. Yeah, maybe right? maybe because it's the bubble, he expects Mika is going to check fold ace, king, and ace, queen. Actually, it's not crazy. Like, so that might be the reason he decides to check. Yeah. That's okay. actually really good. That is that is a good reason. Yeah. Because so, actually, is Mecca really going to call with ace-king or ace-queen? In is, a standard situation, he is. Of course. But in this situation, he might, not. He might decide just to protect his stack. Yep. It's, it's a reasonable decision, That's actually. definitely reasonable. You might just check that's, that's 32 combos right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe that, sometimes. That swings the pendulum a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But I still bit. would prefer that both of them would bet when given the opportunity. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Let, but let, they've let, checked. Let's move on. Okay. Let's see what happens. They built a pot they, and they... Okay. All right. So we still have 46,000 in the middle because nobody wants to bet. <laughs> Turns the 10 of spades, which you would think as Mika, you feel like everything's innocuous, but... No. A 9 and a 10, those, those probably are the bad two cards. cards. A jack, obviously, is really bad, but Grinder doesn't really have too many jacks. I don't think a jack is a problem. A second jack doesn't matter. I think a uh, a nine and a ten are the are the really bad cards. Yeah, those are the cards we least want to see as Mika. Right, because of course those are the two pocket pairs in Grinder's range that, that he that might he, check back. He might most he's like most likely to check. if, yeah. he's che- if we were ahead, it's a pretty bad card for Mika. Yeah. So now we're beating. If if, if Grinder's range is nine cents and jacks, and I'm not saying it really is when he calls pre-flop there. Now half the combos are beating us, and half the combos are not. Yeah. And all the combos that are beating us are going to be happy to get all the chips in, and right. the ones that are not are not going to be happy to, at all to get a lot of. Well, chips he's probably in. also got ace kings and ace queens in his range. Grinder. Yeah. Um, I think he definitely does have ace king in his range. Right? Yeah. He might decide to format that sometimes, but not always. Yeah. Okay. And also ace queen. Ace okay. queen suited at least he should, he has. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Is he going to fold ace-queen suited on the button when they're super deep? 
uh, at this point in the bubble, under the gun raises who can reopen the action. I think it's totally reasonable to fold. I guess, clean. but I don't think Grinder would. He might not. That's yeah. a fair point. All right. So anyway, we get to the turn, and Mika decides that's enough checking, Joel. What are you doing? Yeah. What you do? And uh, he's gonna bet. So in the forty-six k pot, he bets twenty-five thousand five hundred. I'm glad he's betting. It's a good thing to do. Start to build that pot. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, now it looks like Grinder has showdown value, right? When yeah. he checks. Yeah. So yeah, let's go. Right, except, of course, the turn card is terrible. It is terrible. And uh, Grinder's going to make up for missed action because he did not bet the flop with his near, near Super Nuts hand. Grinder raises to 55500 what, yeah. what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, what are we hoping Mika has now? Okay, the only way this works is if um, we're the Grinder and our reputation is we're a freaking psycho. Well, that is the case. We are the grinder. So I think we actually can get away with this. There's also the uh, ace king and ace queen of spades now in yeah. his range that he can call with. That's right. And we the, the 10 brings a second spade and also a 10, so it's Broadway draw with spades. Right. Mika may actually check his ace king on the flop and on the turn yeah. because he doesn't want to play a huge pot here. But ace king of spades or ace queen of spades, that's different. He might yeah. bet those because um, he can call a raise, obviously, and it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the thing I like about this from Grinder's point of view is it does look like he's saying, like, I mean, I can raise the turn with a million hands, right? Yeah. Like, I can have it. I cannot have it. I, who knows? He's like, saying, I'm the crazy guy. He's saying, like, come on, kid. You check the flop. You don't yeah, have it. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to fold your ace high or whatever yeah, crap yeah, you yeah. have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what he's, the story he's trying to tell with the race. Like, right? even this. How about this? Like, you really want to pay? You really want to go broke with two queens right now? Six yeah. away from the money? Okay. I'm the Grinder. I don't care. Yeah. Good you luck. Know? Yeah. Good luck. I hope you you live well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he does raise. And I think it's because it's him, it's good. Just try to, to play on that crazy image. Although you might lose a lot of Mika's hands if it weren't the grinder. And you might anyway because it's the bubble, which is a bit of a problem. Yeah. See, if grinder had just bet the flop, now he could get this bet in on the turn much more comfortably. He could have bet 55K on the, on the turn if he bet the flop. Right. And also, though, like... If Mika calls the flop, then he's much more likely to call the turn versus calling a raise on the turn, where if Mika doesn't have a lot, and it doesn't feel like he does right now from Grinder's point yeah. of view, like, that's just not going to work very often, right? I mean, yeah. I guess we're just praying he's got two big spades in his hand. All right, so what if we, if we discount all the crazy guy 4-5 of diamond stuff that okay. Grinder could someday show up with here? Sure. When we're Mika, what type of hands do we think the Grinder has? Okay, well, there's only a few that yeah. really make sense, right? They are either... Two tens. Yep. Two jacks. Yep. Ace king of spades. Yep. Ace queen of spades. Yep. That's the exact range that I was thinking. Okay. That's not a great range for us. What about two nines? Do you think he would ever do this with two nines? Now he has an open ender and he knows he can rep the other pairs that are sets. I would expect him just to call with two nines. Probably. Like he has showdown value. He can improve and uh, he doesn't have to get blown off the hand. Yeah. These are all true. These are all true, but Mika doesn't have too many three bets in him here, does he? I don't think he does, but just in case, why mess around? We have showdown value. It's it's not that expensive for us just to call. Yeah, true. We should just call with two nines, right. I think. So if we can eliminate nines, which I think we can. Well, if we're going to eliminate nines, should we also eliminate ace-king and ace-queen of spades? Because... We don't want to get three bet with those hands either. It's a paired board. We're probably going to fold if Mika three bets us and we have those hands. This is a fair point. Maybe it's because in um, Grinder's mind that those wouldn't have as much showdown value. 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's not that there's not that different. I mean, ace queen is different, but ace king has very similar showdown value to two nines yeah, against Mika's range here, right? Absolutely. So, I don't know. I guess Mika could have like Mika could have like ace jack. I guess. I mean, he three bet the under the gun opener. Yeah. He's probably more likely to three bet seven eight off than ace jack. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he has a blocker with ace jack. Yeah. I mean, it's eight seven. Come on, I mean, it's horrible. It's better to three bet with ace jack. It's and better, he, to... and he's more likely to. Come on. I don't know if he's more likely to, he but has it's better to be. too. He has to be. But anyway, who cares? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, so where are we here? What we think Grinder has when we're Mika and we're giving him a reasonable range. Right. So I have to believe that Grinder sometimes might raise his big suited ace, king, ace, queen hands. Even though I agree with you, it's not too different than two nines. Yeah. I think it feels a little bit different. It One does. is because uh, when we make the flush. Actually, this is true for the straight, too, though. I was going to say, when we make the flush, it's, it's a little hard to get paid. But it's really it's harder to get paid by the straight than the flush anyway, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's not as great. Um, well, here's the thing. There's one combo of ace-king of spades and one combo of yeah. ace-queen of spades. So, and there's six combos of tens and jacks total. We wouldn't expect them to all be played this way, though. Ace-king and ace-queen of spades slam dunk could be played this way. Uh, jacks we'd expect to be played this way. I guess. We and could. tens are at least reasonable because yeah. maybe they decide to check back. And I'd expect him to bet the flop with tens. But those are like four hands that might really call pre, check the flop, and raise the turn. Yeah. Even though I agree with you, two nines, ace-queen suited, very similar. Yeah. I kind of think he's going to call with nines and raise ace-queen a lot. I, I feel that. I understand what you're saying. But you just feel like, uh, nines is a pair. It's okay. And yeah. also a straight is weaker and all this stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's ridiculous. All this stuff. And maybe that's ridiculous. And you don't have a full house draw with ace-queen. You do that's, with nines. Yeah. Yeah. Put an eight up there, baby. That's what I'm looking for. Let's go. Give me the eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he sounds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, he raises. He yeah. does have the jacks full. Yeah. He's got two so, jacks. Mika, after checking the flop, cannot fold now. It seems absurd to fold. Even though it's a scary card, and then we got raised on the scary card. It's kind of a yikes spot, but we flopped trips and then we checked. Also, to a crazy guy is if Mizraki is savvy enough, and I think he is. Mizraki knows that the jack and the ten are really good cards for his range. Yes, the fact that he happens to have jacks is nice. It helps, but the ten is a really, really, really good card for Mizraki's range, unless Mika himself has two tens. Yep, you know, then fair enough, and he can remove that. But or even Ace Ten, I guess. You know, if he has a ten in his hand, then it's the ten isn't so scary. But otherwise. Like, absolutely, this hits Mizraki really hard, and Mizraki can rep tens full and jacks full. Yep. And he might play them both this way. Yep. And he, well, he is playing jacks full this yeah. way. Yeah, he is. But still, do you think Mika could fold? No. No, it's just his, he is too strong of a hand Well, now. Th- that's actually my point, though. I'm saying, like, he, Mizraki also can be repping this without yeah. having it because he's not a dummy. Yeah, he could have any of the ace-kings or ace-queen hands not necessarily just the spades and yeah. decide to rep this with the little release valve of having the gut shot and two overs yeah i mean the problem for the grinder is there's very few bluffs he can really show up with here because we think he would have bet them all on the flop yeah so like it isn't like he can show up with five six of hearts here and like be repping the 10 because it's so much better for his range than make us and make a chap the flop like you really can't like Grinder would have bet that on the flop if Mika had checked to him, right? He just yeah. would have. I think what Grinder's hoping for here when he raises is that Mika has a weirdly played two queens type hand. Yeah. Where, you know, he turns the straight draw now. He can't fold with two queens. 
little does Mizraki know, it's way better than that. I think Mizraki's actually hoping that Mika has two tens. Well, M- yeah. Mika would play two tens exactly Yeah, like that's this. true. That would be great. He's like, oh, baby, just put it in the three bet like, with here your we two go. tens. We're just going to get it in, and there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. My chips now. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got seven eight, which is pretty good for a grinder. Yeah. Because we've got the trips. So Mika does call. Seems like the right play. Yep. Mika's like rooting for like the seven of spades on the river. Oh, know? yeah. He's like, that would be amazing. Right. I'm going to get it all. Yep. That's what he's hoping for. Yeah. Pot's now 156, 157K. The river is the deuce of spades. So the flush draw does complete. Yeah. Both of these guys have flush draws in their range. Yes. Mika especially, I think. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Mika would play ace, king, and ace, queen of spades like this pretty much every time. Mika can show up with other suited aces of spades. Yeah. And, and Grinder really can't. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, so the river's a deuce of spades, and Mika checks. And yeah. he's got, like, a pot point three left. And the Grinder is like, okay. Can I get this guy to pay off a big bet? What do you think, Jonathan? Um, what do I think? Can he pay off a big bet? Yeah. Is that the question? Well, With his he, range. He certainly can, right? Because Mika can really have made the nut flush here. He can. And this is a good news, bad news card for the grinder, right? It's good news because if Mika made the flush, we're going to get pizzade in a big time whiz You would think so, yeah. However, if Mika didn't make the flush, this may very well scare him off even with pretty good hands. However, it is one of those things where if Mika made the nut flush and Mizraki goes for a big polarizing bet, Mizraki doesn't have the nut flush. We know that. Yeah. And it's really hard for him to have any flush that's not the nut flush. Yeah. So what does he have? His his North Pole is beating the nut flush anyway. His North Pole is. That's true. And that's not great. So it's kind of the same spot with 7-8 and the nut flush. I mean, I don't know if I completely agree. I don't think it's the same spot. It's not the same because Mizraki now can have the nut flush. And maybe Mizraki, maybe we're, okay, as Mika, maybe we sit there and think, it's the grinder. He's a psycho. Maybe he's a little wider pre than I'm giving him credit for. I am. Maybe he is too. Maybe he can have an eight in his hand if we have the nut flush. Maybe he can have other flushes that aren't the nut flush. I mean, I, I admit Would I'm Would the grinder really here. go for a huge bet with an eight once Mika calls the raise on the turn no. and the flush card comes? No. Maybe, would, he, would he, though, with the king, queen of spades on the river? I think he would. I think he would if he had the King Queen of Spades. King Queen of Spades, he might play exactly like this, except when he bet the flop. Yeah. He bet the flop. Yeah, it's too bad of a hand to not bet the flop with. Yeah. This hand ends up being really well defined, actually. Yeah. Which is um which gives Mika a chance to get away. Right. Because Mika checks, pots 156k, grinder bets 160k. Yeah. So something that's working for the grinder is this can look like a bubble bully play, because if Mika calls and loses, he's got about fifty K remaining, and that really hurts his tournament. So that's What's the grinder's got going for him? But at the same time, that's a bad thing. It goes both ways. The question is, what kind of a player is Mika? If Mika is, I think you have to size your bet accordingly. If you feel like he's going to be, think like, you know what, it's just not worth it right now because it's the bubble. Yeah. And we should size it smaller. Right. Specifically for this moment. And if he is like, uh, you know what, I understand what you're doing, buddy, and I'm not afraid, you know, then we should size it big. Yep. And I think, though, like we're saying, if he has enough flesh, even we may decide the North Pole is, you know, the North. Sorry, he can't beat any value, right? Any true value with the nut flush, he may still feel like just obligated to call because yeah. it's such a good hand. Fair enough. So I think we should size it big and try and get called by the nut flush. That sounds pretty reasonable. 
Are we going to get called by anything else anyway, even if we bet two-thirds of the pot? Probably I mean, not. If we're going to get called by two, a, a two-thirds pot bet, we're probably going to get called by a pot-sized bet. So let's go for it. And Mick I is, like that. And Mick's pre-flop play is in, indicative that he's one of the I-see-what-you're-doing-buddy type of players. That's like the same type of player. The guy who wants to three-butt the under-the-gun razor with 7-8 off. Is also like, you can't push me around in the bubble yeah, type of guy. Yeah, like, I push you around. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, he may be like, I'm not afraid. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so I guess that's what the grinder's hoping for. Yeah. But now we're in Mika's shoes, and this is not a good spot. I mean, we felt so good when we flopped so well, but now things have changed, right? I mean, I mean we got raised on the turn, and now he's betting more than pot. Let's put this together for a yeah. second. Grinder checks back the flop. Right. Whoa, weird, yeah. unexpected. Raises the turn, gets called, and still bets huge on the third spade river, which we cannot beat three, Raises five small spades. on the turn, by the way. Like, yeah. doesn't give himself a ton of fold equity against overpairs and hands like that. Right. Overpairs are going to be forced yeah. to call. Yeah. So now maybe he's setting up a big bet on the river anyway with that, yeah. which is fine. Like, it's possible he could be doing that, right? Right. But, but if he sized it bigger, by the way, he would have had a pot-sized river shove, which is kind of a nice thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a really nice so, thing So, have. like, if Grinder had made it 20k more, he would have yeah. a pot-sized river shove. Yeah, but he's trying to leave Mick a little bit yeah. something left, right? So that way he can talk himself into calling. He's he doesn't want to make it to feel like, uh, it just I I can just I can wait for a better spot. Instead, yeah. he want to be like, this is an incredible spot. I shouldn't fold, and I'm still alive anyway. I'm still gonna make the money. We're six away. Right. That's what he's trying to do. Okay. So I like grinder sizing, but here we are in Mick's shoes now. We have trip eights. Yeah, it's not a good spot anymore. Were you were. I don't know how underrepped are we? We're still underrepped, but not hugely anymore. We're still underrepped, but also Ms. Rocky's range got real scary real fast. Like I mean, that ten of spades. It's such a bad card. So for us. bad. Now we're losing the jacks full, tens full, and ace king and ace queen of spades. Yeah, we're losing Which, to all of those hands. And we said that was his value on the turn, right? right? And if he has two nines, I mean, that's first of all, that's well, it's only two fewer combos than those hands total, but it's unlikely for him to play two nines this way. It feels like he'd probably call the turn. He might even check back the river once we call because we can have flush draws yeah. ourselves. Yeah, I mean, once the flush card comes in and he bets big, I don't know. We're not near the top of our range anymore because no. like, we can have nut flushes. And I think that's a key point that you just made that we can easily have the nut flush here as Mika. We right? can have tens full and the nut flush pretty reasonably. Yeah, th- those both make sense perfectly the way we play. Well, maybe tens full we might have re-raised. On we might have. Maybe not, though. But we, yeah, we might have just let, let Grinder bomb. Yeah. Right. So we we can have tens full, well, but let's not even talk about that. We can okay. have the nut flush and the flush card comes in. Yeah. Like as played, the nut flush makes perfect sense for Mika. Yeah. And Grinder's bombing it anyway. Right. So that's that's not good. With showdown value. Yeah. Not a lot of showdown value at all. In fact, nines never win, actually, no. once the spade comes right. in. Right. Right. So yeah, I think Grinder doesn't really have any bluffs left. I mean, it's if he does, they're few and far between. Right. I mean, if he does, it's the random four or five of diamonds right. thing. He may have that he decided not to bet on the flop. He decided to check the this flop. This is the thing. That check on the flop makes it much easier to get away from this hand. Yeah, because he's not setting up this triple barrel bluff anymore. It's right. like, I I at least have showdown value when I, I check back And if you flop. have showdown value, why are you, why are you raising the turn and, yeah. and bombing the river if, if you clearly have showdown value? I think it's as simple as that. Even though the grinder is a bit enigmatic and sometimes can show up with stuff you would never expect and... That in those times, I think you just have to say, "All right, you got me." You know, like give it to him. Yeah. You you risked so many chips with five high grinder. Congratulations! Like, 
Yeah, that was a terrible move. It yeah. worked out this time. I Somehow I didn't have the nut flush, and I didn't have tens right. full, and I didn't have jacks full, and I didn't have quad eights, all the hands I could have that, you know, if you have four or five there. Yeah. You know, I can have all those things. So I think you just have to give it to them in those moments because yeah. paying them off and being wrong is so costly to yeah. you in this moment, right? And yeah. you're clearly not beating any of his value with your trip eights. No, you're really, really not. So yeah. Micah figures this out. Yeah, and he folds. He folds. So and good for him. It's a. It is still not an easy fold. No, like we no. make it sound like it's no big deal against the guy like the grinder. You can talk yourself. Oh, into you can absolutely, here. and especially in the moment. You know. Yeah, I could see myself being like, you know what? It's so hard to have a hand this strong. Yeah, and he doesn't have to have it. I think if it wasn't a spade on the river, Micah's going to call. I agree, and I think grinder's going to bomb it anyway. Try and make it look like a missed flush draw. Yeah. Because he's in position, so there's not you can't induce. He's just going right. to bet big and like. Hopefully, you think I have the ace, king of spades, buddy, and you don't have that. Hopefully, you have something else like two queens somehow. Yeah, and you just you're just going to be forced to call, right? I think I think make it gets lucky that a spade comes off. Yeah, I think that's true, but that's okay. I mean, we're, you're allowed to get lucky there. He could have hit the eight, I guess, and made quads. He could have. He could have hit the seven and made a worse full house. Oh, that would have been bad. Seven of spades. <laughs> that would have been the worst card in yeah. the deck. But um, but yeah, so make it gets away from it. It it is impressive because it's an in the moment thing. I feel like And it's against a crazy guy. Yeah. I feel like you and I, when we take forty five minutes to talk about it, it doesn't sound so impressive anymore. Right. But in the moment, you, you have that feeling in your pit of your stomach where you know you're beat, but it's still hard to throw it away when you have a hand that's I mean, strong. I don't think I've ever once understood a hand that I was playing at the time as well as I understand every breakdown hand that we've ever done. Pretty because much, yeah. It's a very different thought process. Of course. And, and we take so long to do it, you know? Instead of just thinking, like, it, it may even be hard to process that he checked the flop yeah. the way we did here, right. you know? Where it's like, it's Ms. Rocky. He never, ever, ever would check. So what could he ever check with? Yeah. And it's like, it's not good. Yep. It's very bad, the things he would check with. Absolutely. And then, and then, by the way, rays get called and then bomb the river when a third spade comes when he doesn't have to do that. Like, so if somehow he had an eight, trip eights, he wouldn't bomb the river. No. He might raise the turn. He would never bomb the river. Nope. By the way, if he had trip eights, we're in trouble anyway. We've got a terrible kicker because we're freaking idiots for getting involved in this. In <laughs> we should never have three bet preflop. So, but Mika finds a fold. Yeah, it's a good fold. And he ends up getting second in the event for $1.2 million. So that fold definitely was worth a lot to him. That was that was a life-changing fold for him. Yeah. At least for a time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that it remains a life-changing yeah, fold, except who... that he can look back and say, I did that. Thing. Yeah. But for a time, he had a lot of money. Yep. And that must have felt really good. Of course it did. <laughs> felt great yeah all right so i got something else to say before we sign off here. okay so did you like this podcast people you did okay good oh they yeah okay no, I, you didn't hear them i was i was distracted <laughs> oh they said yes they good, liked good. it um and do you like podcasts of its ilk oh you do okay it's, good it's ilk yeah it's good to know because um a lot of you have been asking about our podcast archives because we did switch over feeds and uh now all of the podcasts available to you are still a lot but they're 2017 and on so we did podcasts since May 2014. If you want access to all of those podcasts, you can get them. How can you get them, Jonathan? Well, you go to selfy.com. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y.com. Type in the Poker Guys in the search bar. And we have our entire podcast archive from May 2014 through January 2017. That's 137 podcast episodes, 90 hours of content. That's a lot of entertainment. We are going to be selling them individually, but we're also selling them as a package. Right. All of them for more than half off their, their normal retail value. It's $99 for 90 hours in all the podcasts. They're going right. to be $1.50 each also. That, yeah. They may not have completely populated as single 
10 episodes yet, but the, the it will big, eventually. The big group though will be there. Right. So the big group 99 bucks, that's a savings of over 100 bucks. Over yeah. $105 actually yes, versus right. purchasing individual podcasts. So, so if you love the Poker Guys podcasts, you want to download and own all of them from 2014 to 2017 forever for all your your car trips, your plane trips. Exactly. It's 90 hours, man. That's a lot of content. Yeah, go to sellfy.com, S-E-L-L-F-Y, or go to the pokerguys.net and click the Sellfy button on the homepage. Yep. That'll take you right there. You can get those podcasts, get you some poker, you know, all that fun. Get you some poker. Yeah. All right. We're Music out. is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break.